Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. <laughs> All right. Forgot to turn off my YouTube channel. Got oh yeah, yeah. Ring back. So I got it. I'm good. Almost complained that who's got their sound on? Anyway, it was me. Welcome to the FSF Podcast Live at Five. This is our Ahsoka review edition. This is for episode four. That amazing piece of artistry that was laid out for us last night. And I am not trying to oversell it or undersell it. I honestly, honestly thought last night's episode was the best one of the series so far. Um, and yeah, there's lots to so, talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but before we do that, we have to remind everybody that part of what goes on in this show is that we're talking about a show that aired less than 24 hours ago. So if you haven't had a chance to watch this as of yet, if you haven't watched Ahsoka episode four, then this may not be the show for you right here, right now. We strongly encourage you to take a step back, maybe go watch the show uh, because there's going to be spoilers, lots and lots of spoilers. Uh, pretty much the whole episode that we're going to talk about today is a spoiler. So uh, we're we're welcome. We we're welcoming you here. We'd love to have you stick around, join in the comments with us down in the chat, and let's get your comments up on screen, and we'll try and react to them the best we can. Uh, but just know that from this point forward, there are spoilers. Yeah. So the episode was great. Absolutely loved it. And part of what I do before we do this is I watch other YouTube channels and see what they had to say, see if they had any sort of feedback, any any points I missed, right? Right. Well, I clicked on one I don't usually watch anymore. I don't know if you're familiar with Star Wars Theory. I avoid him like the plague for okay, everything. So on a whim, I watched his video. He had nothing but good things to say about this episode. Was there somebody off screen holding a gun to him? No, I, I think he legitimately enjoyed it. It was oh. that good that even people that find fault with absolutely everything enjoyed the episode. I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to shut up because I have nothing nice to say about. Yeah. I was thinking about the article you wrote and, you know, about yeah. Star Wars fans who hate Star Wars. About toxic Star Wars fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that would be one of them. Okay. Uh, You'll get comments. On this. <laughs> okay. I've already put all your comments up on the screen. That's your third comment that went up on the screen. Watch the show, Kathleen. Anyway. You all right. So, <laughs> yes, clearly. Uh, but yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about and uh, we have a little bit of a list here. So we're just going to start right down at the top of them. Yep. Uh, and I love the I love how you worded some of these. So I'm just going to read it right from your notes. Rock'em, sock'em, huyang. Yeah, so I was watching it last night, and if you're old enough, you remember Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I do, I do. That's what it reminded me of, but it was like oh, a laugh, high, yeah. it was a big budget version of it, and it was great. Right? You know, I always forget that Huyang has those two little extra arms on the back of his, you know, his shoulders, and they kind of come up and around, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just great to see, and his. He's not built for combat. He's built for training small children. But if you've ever had to, you know, wrestle a small child, you know, that takes some effort. You're built for combat if you can wrestle a small child. Exactly. So <laughs> even his signaling, there's a problem. 
by you know cutting the power to the ship was uh was brilliant i i loved just his and the fact that it's david Tennant voicing it helps a lot but there's just the the this again even in you know with the fight and everything that happened and he notices that what he just fixed was destroyed again in david Tennant's voice you hear him say well that's gonna set me back a bit <laughs> yeah i just i love hu yang's personality i love the um the, the sarcasm and the, and the, you know, the sassy sarcasm they're giving him. Oh yeah. And I think that's a really great play with David Tennant's personality. Um, and you know, how much of that is written and how much of that is Tennant. I'm not exactly sure, but I'd like to think that it was written very boringly and robotically. And Tennant was like, no, we're going to do more. We're going to have more fun with this if we do it like this. So. <laughs> yeah. I, <sighs> You only mentioned wrestling a child because the dwarves are all hiding in the mountains again. I'm not entirely sure what she means by that, but let's I got go with it. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I cannot question my wife's decision-making processes or thinking patterns because I'm part of them. You are one of her decisions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I, I and each episode, I, I find that I like Hugh Yang even more. Yeah. Uh, the next one you had written down was the Maroc misdirect. Yes. Am I the only one who, as he t- got Thanos and we saw this puff of cloud go away, was the only one to sit there holding their head going, you got to be kidding me. No, no. It, it reminded me of, you know, like when I'm running a game for my friends and th- they're all coming up with these wild and crazy theories. And I'm just sitting there with the, yeah, no, that that's nothing like what I have written down here. Cool idea. <laughs> I might do it later, but uh, that's not what we're looking at here. Um Ten points for trying, but we'll we'll get back to that later. Thanks for giving me ideas. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, so there was lots of theories that you know that um, Maroc was Barris Ophi, that Maroc was Ezra Bridger, that Maroc was uh, Star Killer. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Galen Sarek, because uh, you know, yeah. But there was a lot of different theories about who this person was. Now, I don't think that we're done with Maroc. By a long stretch, even though he was dead uh, in the scene. And I have a long standing theory of uh, no body, no dead. However, I saw him get Thanos and, you know, flutter away on the screen. That's pretty dead. Yeah. Um, it, it depending, also reminded, on, depending on what he is. Right. It also reminded me of when uh, Savage Press was killed mm-hmm. and all the Night Sister smoke came out of him. Yeah. So, I mean, you might be onto something there. Well, maybe that's not my theory. I got it from somebody else, but just saying it could be a thing. It could be. be Yeah. So, but yeah. um, And I I also say that because I don't think it's going to be a a quick kill and get rid of for him having as little screen time as he did for Disney to make a, a, a show poster about him. If he was such a minor character, or an unimportant character. I don't think that we would have a Lucasfilm Disney, you know, show poster along, you know, with him centrally located on it. You know, that makes sense in the modern era, but if you think back, you know, a few years to episode one, don't say Darth Maul. Don't say Darth Maul. Yeah. He was in absolutely all the promotional material. He was on the packaging of the action figures, which I still have dozens of in my attic. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the thing that almost got me to, 
well, that's one of the reasons I did hate that movie at first, but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Jar Jar? No, he was definitely part of it, but they didn't okay. give me enough of my boy Darth Maul. That Fair was, the, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we'll see if he comes back. Cool. If not, he was just another Inquisitor who got killed by Ahsoka. I mean, there's a lineup of them. I mean, it's entirely possible. So, yeah, I don't think that we're done with him. I do think we're going to see more of him. How, why, and, and you know, how, you know where it's all going to happen remains to be seen. We've got four episodes left, so kind of see what happens uh, as we move on. Uh, and then also, you had a note here about Balin Skull. So I want yeah. you to talk about your thoughts about Balin Skull. And now, first off, uh, before we get to your thoughts, I absolutely love the way that Ray Stevenson is playing him. Yes. And it is such a suck piece of reality of life that this character does not move forward with Ray Stevenson because he's dead. Uh, You know, unfortunately, uh, he tragically uh, died before the season even began. Yeah. And, you know, only come to find out, you know, I've I've liked Ray in other movies and other shows. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see him as, as, you know, possibly a dark Jedi. This might be really cool. And yeah, he's freaking amazing as Balin Skull. And so, yeah, go please continue. So throughout the entire show, he has wanted to avoid violence. He hasn't just wanted to kill and destroy. You know, he would expect a Dark Jedi or a Sith too, based on everything we've seen and read in mm-hmm. the last 40 years. Um, and so I don't, I don't think he's really a bad guy. I think he possibly has good motives he's just with the wrong crowd yeah okay yeah wreck it ralph just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy (laughs) that's exactly where my brain went yes (sighs) (sighs) yeah as soon as you say he's a bad guy i'm like just because yeah sorry also you're gonna fall out of that chair one of these days adhd kicks in i might have to sneak in and loosen some screws but (laughs) uh she's not wrong Star Wars is notorious for people who should really be dead somehow returning. Yeah. But yeah. It happens a lot. Maul. Somehow he returned. You know. But yeah, I don't I think Balin has just had so long on his own without somebody there to be like, wait, no, no, you're you're a little off the center line. You need to get back to center. Mm-hmm. But I think because there are so few Jedi left, he doesn't want to kill Ahsoka that he tried to solve every episode or every problem in this episode without violence first. Even when Ahsoka was standing there, blade out, ready to fight, he was still trying to talk to her and trying to talk her down and just have a conversation, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't think he's, I don't think he's the bad guy. I think he's misunderstood. I think, I think he's misunderstood. And I think he misunderstood. I think that somewhere along the line, like a lot of Jedi, like at the around, around the yeah around the time of Order sixty six especially, mm-hmm. were disillusioned with who and what the Jedi were supposed to be because of the Clone Wars. Uh, you know they were many felt that they were turned into, uh, you know an, an arm of the military instead of being peacekeepers, and so sure. they have a problem with that, and they saw themselves not as peacekeepers but as warriors and all these different things. So maybe Balin is in that group of people. So it allowed him to slide a little bit off of center and into where we see him now, where he does a little bit, some of the things, and this is where, you know, that whole thought of the gray Jedi comes out, but I, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the gray Jedi theory. Um, You know, you, you can be 
a, you know, a, a not bad guy, uh, but <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. That's going to get stuck in my head the rest of the night. But yeah, so I, I think that he can be uh, a bad guy with it, with still, but having uh, you know enough twinges of light in him. And I know that's basically the thought of what a, who and what a great Jedi is, is that, you know, basically they're, they're neither bad nor good. They're somewhere in the middle. And so that's why, you know, they, they encompass both light and dark. That's yep. also known as a dark Jedi, but you know, uh, and that is canon-ish. Ish. Follow so, Jedi. You know, like the title of the episode. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm 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 very I'm very excited to see where Balin goes next. And I'm and I'm wondering if by the end of the series, uh, this first season of the series, if there is a change in who and what Balin is because of uh this this journey and what happens with Thrawn coming back and and all these different things. So I'm kind of curious if you know him meeting Ezra will help change that. And, but yeah, Maybe. we'll find out. Maybe. We will find out. All right, next point. Yeah. Number numero quattro. Uh, you said Sabine behind enemy lines is a typical rebel setup. And yes. if yeah, if you're lying, you're dying. That is pretty much rebels in live action right there. Oh, right. we did something stupid and one of us got caught. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't help that I've been you know watching Rebels to listen to Growing Up Skywalker for the last few weeks. Sure, but yeah, I mean that, that's just what they do. They make it look like they got caught, or that they're you know going to the Imperial Academy, or you know, oh no, you caught me. Go ahead and interrogate right. me. I know nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I almost feel like that's part of the plan. I'm probably going to be wrong, like we've been wrong about so many other things. But I'd like to but think that's, that's part of the plan. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's honestly that's that's so one of the things I thought about last night was when Sabine was taken into, into custody, two things actually crossed my mind. Um uh yeah. was that number one, it sounds like rebels. Yeah. You know, it's just what the rebels do, but then also the thought of Balin Skull being the good bad guy as well because he wouldn't let shin kill her mm -hmm. you know sabine you know release her shin i gave her my word right and so i do like the fact that he still has some of the jedi ideals kind of still in there and, and practices and um yep. you know so i'm kind of hoping that that we see some of that kind of continue but yeah but yeah it is definitely a, a rebels thing and so now we have all the rebels together because here's Hera and some of the ships coming in. There's there's the ghost. And yep. one of the one of the uh one of the, the, the crew members is is off somewhere else and they gotta go save them. And it's just like, okay, yeah, live action rebels it is. Yeah, I mean it's rebel season five and live action. That's great. Exactly. I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm here for it. Yeah. And John mentioned these guys just a moment ago. I just want to take a quick moment. This name that you see here popping up at the bottom of the screen, Growing Up Skywalker. We absolutely adore that show. Uh, everybody on our show loves these guys. Uh, Sam and Anna have an amazing, amazing Star Wars show. So we strongly recommend you guys go check them out. They're reviewing Rebels right now, and they're getting ready to get into some Andor as well. Uh, but yeah, check them out. And you can see Sam uh, every month on our Star Wars RPG as well. So yeah, yes. good times with them. Right. Um, but then also, okay, so yeah, so that was typical setups. We have we have more rebels fun coming up. 
your next point you mentioned was weaponized hyperspace jumping. Tell me what you're talking about there. So the Eye of Scion jumped yep. into hyperspace and created some sort of shockwave that mm -hmm. severely impacted all of the, the surrounding ships, the X-Wings, yeah. the Ghosts. And made a couple of them crash into each other, yeah. I mean, we've seen hyperspace jumps hurt ships before. Most people complained about it, you know. But that was done in a different way, though. Right. But it's still been done before. Well, I mean, it's being done now so that it can be done then. Yes. But, okay, so here's the difference between what I think you're talking about in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And what's happening here. So this to me reminded me more of like what happens at the end of season four of Rebels when the Pergil take off and it damages yeah. the other ships around it because they create such a tremendous uh, energy wave around them when they take off mm -hmm. because the amount of hyperspace juice, hyperspace juice. Yeah, we'll go with that uh, required to get a, from one galaxy to the other. It, mm -hmm. it, it wells up such a, a, a huge well of energy. That it that it dissipates out into the it's the surrounding area, and that's what happens with the pergil when they take off as well. So I'm thinking that something more similar along those lines versus the I'm going to drive my ship through the center of your ship uh, type of situation. Right, but you know, if there had been a larger object further along in front of the eye, would it have had the same effect as the holdo maneuver? I think so. Well, yeah, absolutely would have. Exactly. Well, and I thought we were going to see uh, like a miniature version of the Holdo maneuver because uh, they were like, there's ships out in front of you. And she's like, who cares? Go for it anyway. So I thought I thought we were going to see them not hit each other because of the the runoff of electricity or energy from mm -hmm. from the Eye of Scion. I thought we were going to see them uh, get destroyed by the Eye of Scion, like it was going to fly through the X-Wings or something like that. Yeah. So. I could see Hera putting that in a mission report and then, you know, a few years later, Holdo sitting there. Hey, you know, that sounds like a cool idea. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> I read about this one thing that this one other person did. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what all is going to be used because there were nine hyperspace drives that were taken for the eye of Scion. Only seven of them were used. There's two left over. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious. If you pause it and you count it, there's nine taken. You pause it and count it, there was seven used. I have a theory about that as well. I'm pretty sure that those are for the use of... Uh, um, yeah, I wrote about this. Yeah, this. Uh, so I wrote about this. This is an upcoming article. It should be out either tonight or tomorrow, I'm assuming, uh, once my editor gets through with it. But essentially, uh, when they get to Thrawn, they need... He may not have working hyperdrives on his ship. And even though that's what the Eye of Zion is, is to help with, they're now also having to to bring the Chimera back, his his flagship. Yep. Uh if it has if it has damaged hyperdrives. So yeah. I think those other two are for that. So anyway. Or um, can the Chimera just dock with the eye? I think it can, but I think it needs, I think in order to carry the weight of mm -hmm. the chimera the Chimera back, it's going to need the, the other two hyperdrives. Okay fashioned and attached to that ship some way somehow gotcha. that's a theory that i'm working on i haven't again it's a theory i'm throwing something against the dartboard we're gonna see how close i can get uh you know the spaghetti but. method it's exactly one of them's got to work <laughs> some way somehow yes all right 
Uh, one of the other things before we get to the last thing in our notes is because what I want to talk about leads up to your la your last item. We see Ahsoka wake up in this blue, looks like shimmering pool, and to which I promptly screamed out in my house at about 9.35 last night, oh my God, it's the world between worlds. I'm so glad your family understands you. They don't have a choice. It's going to happen. <laughs> That's why I watch it at nine when it comes out, not 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock sometime later, because there will, I, I yell, it's going to be a thing. Um, but yeah, but happy yelling. It was so happy yelling. I'm like, oh my God, they worked it in the world between worlds. And I knew that it was coming. I had heard about this was going to happen. But, you know, you see it in the animation, you see it in Rebels. And but then, you know, just to, to wonder what, you know, OK, how are they going to pull this off live action? What's it going to look like live action? We got to see it last night. Yeah. And then we heard the words that just about killed me. Anakin's voice saying snips. Mm hmm. Done. Yep. At that point, Tim needed a blanket for it. Because I'm sitting there going, oh, it's Anakin. They brought Anakin back. And I'm sitting there, honestly, I was sitting there on the edge of my couch like this, watching and going, they brought Anakin back. Oh, it's good, Anakin. Okay. And all of a sudden, she's, you know, calling him master, and he's calling her snips. And there's, so I had my Rebels feels earlier in the, in the show. Now I have my Clone Wars feels. <sighs> And then, and then, and then, no, and then I was, I was, I had happy feels in my blanket fort. And then I got really sad feels in my blanket fort because Dave Filoni is a cruel and evil man and played Vader's theme. Yes. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's what, that, that's why I had a hard time falling asleep last night. <laughs> Because, you know, there's this happy emotional moment. And then we have this very ominous minor key music that we know means child murder. Um, right. And there, there's the punch in the gut. Yep. Happy, happy, happy. Shunk. Rock'em, sock'em, gut check. And especially because, you know, Star Wars nerds, we pay attention to details, right? Mm -hmm. So in Return of the Jedi, Anakin shows up. He's wearing Jedi Master robes, right? Yes, he does. And now he's in his, you know, episode three ensemble mm -hmm. where, you know, dark robes with the Vader saber, not, not the Anakin saber, the Vader saber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it, it, is it a, a good Anakin or is it a bad Anakin? You know, yeah. which Anakin are we getting? Did somebody drop a house on his sister? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, I mean, I'm hoping it's the good Anakin, but I know that it's not going to be. And, and, and here's why yeah. I say that I know that it's not going to be. Okay, so in uh, a bit of a bit of quick news. So mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it announced already, episode five is going to be ridiculous. I'm positive of that. And I'm saying that now because uh, Lucasfilm announced earlier today that episode five will be played in select theaters across the nation. You can get free passes to go in and watch and have a, have a fan event at the movie theaters. If it's played in your, in your general area. Now, I think mm -hmm. this is being more directed towards larger cities. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think Detroit's even getting one. I think Chicago, New York, Boston. Really? Um, yeah. So I'm not entirely sure where all it went, but, uh, 
there is an article, and I'll put the link in the, the comments here in just a moment. Um, but what it does is it gives you a way to find the where it's at in the theaters. And uh, here we go. I'm just going to drop the article link right in here, um, right in the comments. But, uh, but that link right there, uh, that's the article I wrote announcing the 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 release in the theaters for next week but here's one of the things that we need to keep uh keep in mind so is it going to be a good anakin probably not because reports are that there is going to be oh yeah, any anakin is a good anakin mm, okay. episode three would episode three uh uh younglings would disagree with you it's still a good story it is a good story but um so reports are that we are going to see the repeat of the Mustafar battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin, but this time it's Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka's taking the place. So, and I think that what we're going to see is, is her working through the guilt that she had of walking away from Anakin. Right. And I think that's what this episode is designed to do. Uh, yeah. Episode five is designed to do. And uh, But. Yeah, the words game changer I'm seeing thrown out around a lot with episode five. Right. And Balin even mentioned when he was talking to Ahsoka that, you know, Anakin's fall was her fault. Yeah, he blamed her for it. Right. Which th there is a twisty kind of logic that could get you there, but it's a, uh, that was kind of a dirty trick. <laughs> How's our child doing, Kathleen? Is she having fun out there? Uh, for those of you who are just listening to this, Kathleen says that they, meaning the younglings that were killed in episode three by Anakin, can't disagree with me, she says. They're dead. Again, she's not wrong. But just because you are a bad guy. <laughs> Does not mean you are a bad guy. You're a bad guy. <laughs> I'm going to love watching this again later. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. Uh but yeah, so I I mean, typically the last couple of weeks, what we've done is I've sat there and I go, okay, John, what are your predictions for next week? I don't really think we have predictions for next week unless you have something that I'm not aware of. Um, I don't really have any. There are six episodes total for the series, right? Eight. Eight? Oh, and we're only eight. to five. Oh, wow. Yes. I thought there were only six. I believe there's like eight. Now I have okay. to double check. All right. Yeah, double check. Anyway, since we all know that episode five was the best Star Wars movie. Stands to reason, Filoni be praised, episode five of his series would also be the best one. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, according to the Wikipedias, it will be eight. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we're only halfway through right now, which is great because that means I get more Star Wars. Um, and your kid is still alive, mad that I won't let her have marshmallows because I'm literally cooking dinner. It happens. <laughs> Just saying. Uncle yeah. Tim will let you have marshmallows, sweetie. Just saying. Yeah. So anyway. And when she lives um, in your house, you can do what you want. Exactly. But that's why I don't have to worry about that. That's <laughs> why I can say things across the internet and not have to worry about it. But yeah. So I, I don't know that I have predictions. I have expectations at this point. Yeah. You know, because if they're going to put it in theaters, if they're going to have the world between worlds and Anakin and all these other things, it better be the the barn burner game changer mm -hmm. that we've been promised because if it's not i mean i'm not going to go burn it down the castle i'm not going to be like oh screw star wars i'm done with them 
I'm just going to be, I'll, I'll be disappointed. You, you're going right. to see sad Tim next week. If right. that's the case. Yeah. Now but, you said this, these are free events or do you have to pay for tickets? Yeah. From what I understand, they are free events. Okay. Cause I was going to say, if it was that you had to pay to watch the episode in a theater, that makes sense because you know, there, there's nothing else going into theaters anytime soon with, you know, the actor strike. I mean, except for that Taylor Swift movie, which has $125 million in pre-sale tickets. <laughs> Drayton's not wrong. Marshmallows mm-hmm. are like snow vitamins. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, as good as this week's episode was, I'm very excited about next week's episode and looking so desperately forward to that. Um, the hardest part of my week is Tuesday at 10 o'clock till Tuesday at 9 o'clock the next week. So, <laughs> Especially if somebody makes you a few minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. I made it. <laughs> I may have did like a fast and furious slide into the drive, but I made it. What's funny is you actually started watching before I did. And I was home and in my pajamas. I just had a five-year-old. Oh, no, no. I yeah, not saying I sped, but I may have totally sped. All right. So, hey, guys, we're going to start wrapping this up here. We're, we're pushing the 30 minute mark on our, our review show, which we try to stay around 20 minutes. We haven't exactly hit 20 minutes yet, but, you know, we're trying. Uh, so last week, Friday, uh, you may have noticed that our guest was Danny Jacobs, the voice of King Julian from the Madagascar movies and TV shows. All hail King Julian. Uh, Penguins of Madagascar. Uh, yada, yada, yada. That's him. He's also the voice of Zaz from Batman's Arkham Asylum. And, uh, yeah, we think he should be just the, the, the Zaz in a, uh, a Batman, uh, offshoot where he is the main villain. Zaz needs to be the main villain somewhere because he's crazy and it could be fun anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we, we talked with Danny Jacobs. Now I bring this up because both Danny and our, this week's guest who is Stephanie Nadolny, the voice of kid Goku and kid Gohan in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all those other fun dragon ball universes uh she will also along with danny be at the uh monroe pop fest in monroe michigan on september 15th and 16th tickets are still available you can buy them they have an awesome vip package which i think is only like 25 or 30 bucks that's and yeah it's it's amazing you get a uh you get a loot bag with some swag in it and you it's the great thing is it's a smaller con so you have an opportunity Mm -hmm to meet these guys face to face. Plus they're uh, both Stephanie and uh, Danny are going to do a voice actors uh, workshop panel. And we're going to talk about a few things going on in their world and what they're doing. And, and if you're there and in person, you'll have an opportunity to ask them some questions. So, but yeah, so this week is Danny and Danny, and that is up on our YouTube channel and all podcast platforms right here, right now. Stephanie's episode doesn't come out till this Friday, unless you're a member of our Patreon subscribe uh, group. As you see going along the bottom of the screen there, uh, great bonus content does await you. And you can have early access every week to upcoming episodes, especially if it's somebody that you're excited to hear about and somebody you want to talk, you uh, hear us talk to. That's your opportunity to hear it earlier. And you can uh, join our Patreon for as little as $1. Anywhere up to $40, and each one has different levels of cool things that you get for being a Patreon subscriber. Now, if you want early access, that is the $3 level. So for as little as $3 a month, you could hear us even more. You're welcome. So, uh, but more importantly, you get to hear the and see 
both audio and video versions of those interviews are available. We try to get them up on Tuesday, but at worst by Wednesday, so at least a couple days early. Uh, and then that gives you continued access uh, for the rest of the month for each of the uh, preceding interviews that come along. So uh, any final thoughts there, Mr. John Wass? Oh, uh, no, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's a long wait till Tuesday at nine. And now I'm sad again. Yeah, sorry. All right. Until next time, kids and cadets. Goodbye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF podcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.